What's up, everybody? Sam Taggart here with the DDD Podcast. And we're here with Dan Zrehan at Door to Door Con. How's it been going so far? Uh, dude, it's an amazing event, man. You guys do a great job putting on a show. Thank you. And uh, he was in basketball yesterday. Tell him a little bit about how we crossed you up a little bit. <laughs> I just played. It's a sore topic when I dropped three threes right on him. He was DM me up. But we all lost. We didn't win the championship, so it doesn't matter. Right, right. Uh, but awesome ball player. He runs a public adjusting company, solar and roofing, um, but doing this over a decade. So tons of door-to-door knowledge, tons of fire with this guy. And uh, we're going to dive in. So tell us kind of how you got recruited into door-to-door. Oh, man, that's a... so. Long time ago, I was 22 years old. I just got out of junior college. I was playing football. And, uh, you know, once I finished, I knew that I wasn't going to go to a four-year. It wasn't for me. My mom, I was playing video games, sitting at home. And my mom said, hey, dude, you got to either get out or get a job. Right? And she, she handed me uh, a, a newspaper that encircled, door, uh, like, sales job. Yeah. So I, I called him up. I went in there. I applied for the sales job. He said, you're, you're too young for the in-home sales. This okay. is an old-school home improvement company but you're perfect for our door-to-door Canvas team. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So I'm like, okay, whatever. I just need a job, you know? And uh, I sat down with the manager and he, he goes through the, the, the pitch and he says, look, man, you can be anything you want to be in this in this business. If you work hard, you grind. You're... And no one's ever said that to me. Where right? I came from a, from a very low-income area. Yeah. So no one's ever told me, like, you can really build up, uh, you know, yourself and your career and wealth and all these things. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go all in, right? And I start going door to door canvassing and I found that I was good at it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was amazing. I always tell people I'm the idiot that believed the guy because I'd watch these guys like they, you know, we might go, we both have three, right? I'm, I'm across the street from someone we're competing. Cause I'm a competitor. I'm, I'm gonna try to win every day. Yeah. I got I'm across the street. This guy stops at three. We both have three. I'm like, why are you stopping? He's like, dude, I got three already. I'm yeah. like, dude, I'm, how do you, I, I don't get it. Like I, I got to keep going, yeah. you know? And it was that kind of attitude that, you know, rose me through that organization to, I was 23. I had 50 guys. We we're doing eight figures in 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 uh, home improve in the home improvement sector. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I learned about storm restoration. I was like, okay, this is that's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. So, question: Can somebody be taught that? You know, why are you stopping at three? And your attitude of like, I'm gonna keep going. Like, is that a teachable thing, or do you just have to be born with it or raised with it? No, I, I think it's. De- I, I wouldn't say it's teachable necessarily. Because, you know, when you get around guys like you or guys like me and I, you know, and, I, and my teams and, and other leaders in the industry, we're always preaching that, right? You don't know when that deal is coming, if it's going to be the first door you knock on or it's the last one when everyone else is already gone. You never know what door is going to be the one that makes you money. And, you know, I, I'll give you actually an example. I had a, uh, a manager a long time ago and he put 100 pieces of paper on the, on the table and he said three of those have $150 bills underneath them. Are you going to flip them all to get that 150? Yeah. Or are you going to flip five of them and say, there's no money under it, so you're going to leave? No, you're going to flip them all, yeah. right? And that's the, that's the door-to-door industry. Is like, you never know. There's so much money that can be made for those that really push through the adversity. Yeah. And it's just so many people give up right before they get success. Why do you think they do that? I think they are afraid of defeat. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, it's like you said uh, the other night on stage or last night on stage. You know, as a, as a door-to-door canvasser, you're going to deal with more rejection than most people in, in an entire lifetime in like a month. Yeah. Right? So rejection is hard for people. They don't want to feel like they're not able to become successful in life. If they only knew that if they stick it through door-to-door, they will reach the highest levels of success. Because I know people that went through uh, the door-to-door program that we, that we all came from. 
and, and then they became managers at wherever they went because they're the best. They have the work ethic, they have yes. the drive, they have the determination, they have the grit to get through whatever. You're gonna be a top tier employee or manager wherever you go in any industry. You know, you know what's so funny that you say that? I bet you 50% of the boosts that we have here all started in door to door. Like these knives guys, that sells like your company. This company right here, Truewear, they used to do door to door. I mean, that's a clothing line company. Like right. I was looking around and I like, you know, I talked to the owners of these companies and stuff all the time because they're vendors or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you knocked doors. Like even the finance guys, like he got up on stage today. He's like, yeah, my first two years was knocking doors. And then I did this. Like Mark was, Cuban. Yeah, Mark Cuban. Like <laughs> Tom Bilio even said it. Dave Meltzer even said he knocked. I was like, what the heck? Like, it was so cool. Like literally Tom Billy was like, I started in prepaid legal. He didn't talk about this out there, but after he got off stage, he's like, Sam, do you know I used to do door to door? And I was like, no way. He's like, yeah, I did prepaid legal. My brother did that. He's like, and it was like the hardest thing. Loved it though. I was so grateful that I did that because it moved me into the man that I am today. And I and was you, like. You know what's crazy is when you meet someone that has that door to door background, it's almost like an instant connection. Instantly. It's like, you know, you know, like we, you we, know what I see you. Yeah, I see, I see you. <laughs> I know you bled in the street and especially good ones. Like when top reps can meet with top reps or like, right. we know we're a different level than the average rep. It's amazing. Cause as you grow in, in your business and your career, I mean, if you're, if you want to be door to door and canvassing for your whole life, I mean, there's some people that they do that and they're older and they, and they do a great job. But if you want to really progress, you start moving up the ranks from, yeah. you know, canvasser, closer, uh, team leader, you know, branch manager, district manager, VP, yeah. owner, right? All those levels, right? When you start going through all those, those levels, you really start to realize and understand like where you are, you know, in comparison 100%. to the rest of it. And it's, it's crazy to, to think about like, because uh, at 22 years old, I had no idea. How old were you when you started door knocking? 11. You were 11. So you got a, you got a head start. Yeah, I got a massive head start than most. But most people, you know, 19, 20, 23, right. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm all about like even breeding. So like right here, this is Street Smarts where we brought DECA. It's a high school program. And I go coach high school kids on sales and door to door. Just because awesome. I'm like, we need to start breeding the class younger. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, it's funny you say that. We, we got approached by a, a wrestling coach. Yeah. I wrestled in high school, you know. Oh, they're the best recruits. Are they? Oh, the best recruits. I would I would think so because they're they're already aggressive. They're already yeah. used to that, you know. So uh, it's an academy and we're gonna try to teach these kids, you know, financial literacy and sales skills. You know, a lot of people don't, especially when you're young, I didn't. When I was starting out and going to my junior, no. I was like, who cares about the future? Yeah. Right? And if these kids could grasp that, you know, once that's over, yeah, they, the real world starts and you have to have some kind of skill set. Well and and, and with school becoming more online and more just free willy schedules, not just so strict, right? it's opening up the doors of possibility for guys to go and be specialized in sales or business or start a business young. So that Street Smarts is one of our nonprofits that basically is just helping youth. And we have courses, we have community, we have, you know, and, and so I love to get those teams, like the wrestling teams, like I have literally content for them if you want to 100%, use that it's free. Like, like I'm like, here you go. like. I'm all I about. think it's 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 so cool when you when you get younger guys into the game because so cool. it was life changing when I went from working an hourly job to a straight commission canvas. I mean, it's, it's you'll, life you'll never go back. You, you, know, you can't, can't. You can't. You're broken. I tell people, I'm like, dude, are you sure you want to do this? Because right. if you're, I know you're going to be successful. The question is, if you're successful, can you go back? So the last guy just had on this podcast or two, two podcasts ago, whatever, Sean Ricks, he was a door-to-door guy. Okay. And then he went to law school. He took a pay cut to be the lawyer at his corporate job. Like, fathom that. It's like, wait a minute, you just, 
you went to law school and then took the pay cut when you could have just kept knocking. You know what I mean? And it's like the respect there. He was like, yeah, I always respect Ordor, loved it. But what's buck wild is seeing that 17-year-old kid in three months made 250 grand. 17, he's a junior in high school. That's incredible. Where his little brother's 14 slinging trashes. So the trash cleaning company goes and recruits 100 people in Southern Utah and they have, they're all 14, 15 year olds and they're all making 50 bucks a pop. And he's like, it's stupid, my 14 year old brother. So like Drew, Corbin, and then his little brother, 14. And he's like, I don't, he's like, go play, go like, and he's almost like, dude, the kid's obsessed. He's getting picked up early from school, going and knocking. And it's like, when kids could get that young, life-changing kind of perception change or like mold reality, because most people get locked into reality of $10 an hour, then $15 right. an hour. Now I'm $22 an hour. I met a kid, he's like so excited about his $24 an hour. He's like, I got a 50 cent raise last week. And I was like, <laughs> a 50 cent raise. Like I would shoot myself. So it's like, how do we change this mentality of society to be more carnivorous versus- you know, and, it's, and it's so risky. When you work for one company and you're, you're employed by that organization, you have a very high, you're in a very high risk position. Yeah. When you are a salesperson and you understand the, the value and skill set that sales has, and you have that work ethic, you're no, you're, you're, the only risk is your own ability. I am the biggest asset. Treat, you will treat me like that. You will take me to the best trips. You will give me the best dinners. You will That's make right. sure I'm taken care of because I'm the one that feeds you. Exactly. And I think it's, I tell all my employees, like one of our core values is contribution. And I'm like, guys, if your hourly, let's say is $25 an hour, you have to undeniably prove to me that you're bringing more than $25 an hour to me or else I'll go find somebody else that will take was $25 it, was an Was it hard hour. for you? Because I struggle with, I, 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 I still struggle. I'm sometimes. like, why don't you quit and do right. <laughs> But like, you have to have these people that do these jobs, you know? I know. And, I, and I'm thinking, you know, you're in here asking me for a raise, but you're not willing to go out in the, in the street in, and, in 110 degree weather in Phoenix and go knock doors, but you want more money for a, a job. That, so it's, it's hard sometimes so as hard. coming from the door to door. So like I grinded and made my money, you know, like it was hard work every single day. So hard. You know, and someone sitting behind a desk, not, and, but the, the thing is that you need these people. And you know what's interesting though? I don't think everybody's built to be an entrepreneur. I don't think everybody's built to be the, the eat what you kill. Right. And, I, and I'm okay with that. And I think what more people they, you know, I think everybody should try it and say, hey, taste this for a year. Right. Not like two days, a year. <laughs> and then they're like, maybe it wasn't for me. You have those stories where they tried it two days yeah, and they're like, and they're dude, I'm the same for me. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I could have done that. I right. might have been that guy that went two days. I'm like, no, no. Give it a full year, commit, and then make the assessment. But like the guys that are, you know, they're happy. Like I have great employees. They're amazing. And I just, I think they get excited about so supporting somebody else's drive. They get excited about supporting somebody else's vision. Well, and it's something bigger than them, it's themselves. Something bigger you know, than, it's your, you're part of a, yeah. you're part of a tribe. You're part yeah. of a culture. You're part of a, an organization that wants to see you actually become, yeah. like, I want to see everyone in my company. Yeah. Every single, it doesn't matter if you're a secretary sitting at the front desk or you're, you know, managing build the build department or you're, you're a sales guy on the team. Like we want everyone to move up, right? Yeah. Rising tide raises all, raises all ships. So, the target is for everyone to eat, right? And yeah. to become more successful. But I, I like your, your core value of contribution because some, some people like to milk the clock. Oh yeah, yeah. They just are like clock in and clock out. Hopefully I did as minimal as possible to not get fired. That's why I'm here, I exist. So I just, I'm like, dude, we can't have dead weight. Like you're- So how do you manage that? So my team does. I just, they'll, they, they have so much pride in our company 
that they don't like to see little cockroaches and right. they've seen too many and they know I have such a soft backbone. Like they're like, <laughs> you're too nice, Sam. So they come and they're like, Sam, we're getting rid of this guy. He's just not fitting the culture or they won't let me hire people. They're like, you can't hire any more people. You're too nice. So they literally are like my like bodyguards are like that guy's shit. Like he needs to get out of here. And they'll, they'll let me know way sooner than cause they don't want to have them around. They're like, we don't even write their paychecks, but we just get embarrassed the fact that they exist. <laughs> and so they end up doing most of the filtering for me. That's good. I mean, so you've been able to identify your your strengths and, and your weaknesses, right? It's, yeah. I'm not allowed to hire. <laughs> and I'm also probably not the guy that's going to fire. And I'm like, you guys run this because I need you to protect this culture. And I need everybody to have this unity is one of ours, contributions another one. So I'm like, us together are making these decisions. Like the other day, uh, my sales VP of sales was hiring sales guys. The one clear, obvious choice. Had most sales experience, probably the most smooth talking. He goes, I don't know why, but the other two guys, I, they weren't as good, but I, my gut tells me not to hire that guy. And I said, good, go with your gut, dude. Like, you know what I mean? He was like, I knew you would say that. Like, he was just like, man, that feels good that you would trust me and say, go with my gut, even though that one logically on paper made way more sense. You know, that's, that's really, um, that's impressive. And that's been the biggest change in, in our business. You know, I, I play the role of the CEO and, and that's a lot of responsibility, obviously, but I, I dig that, you know, I'm like, I'm all in on that type of stuff. Uh, but giving other people the opportunity to make decisions and grow in their own leadership abilities is hard if you're like a micromanager, right? Yes. Type. Uh, but it's, it's helped free me up. Like I, I'm trying to get to an, build this thing to nine figures and, and I want to do it fast and, uh, the only way that that happens for an entrepreneur is you cannot run the business. You ha the business has to run itself. Yeah. And that's a, that's a tough, tough thing to do. Oh, I'm, I think even just like thinking about this, just this one event, the logistics and the planning. And then if you were to be like, Sam, what were you doing? I went to bed at 1130 last night. What time did my team go to bed? 3.30, you know what I mean? Like I was like, and then I showed up 8.30 today and I was like, hey, oh, this looks different. Cool. And I had to roll with some bunches. I had to be like, good, you figured out whatever you figured out. Wasn't what I had in my mind, but congratulations. <laughs> and I had to make a judgment call yesterday. I walked in and, you know, da, 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 da happened. And, and she comes and she's kind of almost like crying because I wanted to supersede her. And she goes, Sam, I made a judgment call. I did this. Now you're overruling me. Can you not just trust me? I go, fair, cancel. Da, 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 da reverse do you you know what i mean and i yeah. was like i had to swallow my ego i knew i could figure and solve it out faster and better but i just had to be like we will i will allow you to do your job and when i started figuring that out as an owner uh, i can now step away and i can now be an actual owner because i think a lot of times especially when money's tight it's harder to be like okay you're spending my dollars right that extra right. that cost me an extra five grand that little like move I'm like okay lost five grand right there cool <laughs> I mean but I had to be like okay but when money's tighter it's harder to take that leadership principle on but I think the earlier you can accept lose loosen control and trust the faster you have the ability to scale absolutely man and and you said it exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I talked to some of the people that work for you here uh, and they rant and rave about your leadership. You know, you, you, you've definitely done a good job in empowering 
your team. Yeah, I showed up to the basketball tournament. It was like already happening. Right. <laughs> like I was like, hey, guys. I couldn't believe the first game was against you. I'm like, because that was the first time we met. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're across from me. I'm playing D on you. I'm like, dude, I'm about to, I'm about to lock this guy down, man. And uh, it's a great game. That's fun. Dude, the whole crowd game. was watching that. It was it was impressive. And uh, now it was it was an awesome experience. Uh, the, the whole the whole thing and how you have the breakaways and and you have all these different experts in these different fields. I mean, you're given a lot of value. Uh, anyone that's in the door to door space, if you're new or you've been doing this a while, should be here. Uh, you know, if not at this one, then at the next one to to, to really gain that that you know industry experience. You know, even that's for awesome. me, I've been doing this for seems like forever you yeah, know yeah. and uh, you know i can still there's so much value here and all these different vendors so much. and there's there's no there's no competition it's not this is not a competitive event it's not like you're who's the best sales guy or whatever right it's it's you have all these different companies that specialize in different areas that can more than likely whether you're a sales rep or a business owner find some value here to, to increase your profits your bottom line yeah. So everybody should be at this event, man. It's it's a great it's a great experience, and you've done a hell of a job. And thank and, you. You know, letting your team put it together, right? Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. And thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, you guys got some value. Guys, go hit up Sean. Awesome, awesome podcast. Or Dan, why did I say Sean? Um, <laughs> <It's> all right. <laughs> um, and then let's uh, let's go kill it, guys. Keep it up. See you guys on the next episode.